and welcome everybody to this week's Dev Central Connects. My name is Boo, your host this week. I am a community evangelist with the F5 Dev Central team. And this week we are looking forward to chatting with Aubrey King, who I will uh, bring on in just a second here. Uh, we have a few things to chat about, but one of the first things that I'm gonna mention is that while you may be watching this live right now, you can also catch this in a podcast format as well. So. Uh, you might be watching from YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook. Make sure you're following us on those. Hit a like if you have been enjoying this content. But you can also find us on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, and on Spotify as well. So you can listen to us as well as watch us wherever uh, you might be. Um, now, a couple of things that I will mention here. I am wearing one of our F5 holiday sweaters, which there's still time. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to still wear this uh, uh, sweater for a couple more weeks. It, it's still winter for us out here. And so you can catch one of these over at shop.f5.com. Um, or you can book a meeting and chat one on one with one of our specialists, get an update on F5 technologies, get an update on um, really any technologies that uh, have to do with F5 at this point. Um, there is a lot of stuff out there that you might not be up to date on and they will chat with you about that and then for, send you a free sweater if you are in North America. So would love to uh, would love to be able to see other folks with one of these sweaters on, and a couple of folks that we will highlight here. We've got uh, Happy New Year from uh, Alex. Happy New Year! This is the first Def Central Connects of 2023, so really looking forward to kicking off a year um, of uh, good fun with everybody on this show. Happy New Year from the Def Central research team, Leslie. Happy New Year to you as well, and. Prem Kumar, happy new year as well. Oh, well, we got a new uh, a new viewer today, Prem. So yes, uh, what is it? Prem says, happy 2023. What is this about? No idea when I clicked on the notification. This is uh, Dev Central Connects. And so that's a great segue actually. So for, you know, if I back up in history here, Dev Central has been live streaming for, for a couple of years at this point in this format, however, previous to this format, we were actually live streaming in um, other ways as well. However, this, uh, what you see now, this incarnation of this is a weekly uh, live stream show that we've also turned into a podcast as of recent as well. Dev Central Connects itself. Um, this uh, particular program is going to serve as a connection into the Dev Central community. So a bit of a narration of what's happening within Dev Central. If you're not familiar, we run community.f5.com, which is a home to tens of thousands of users, technology enthusiasts out there who are um, F5 users or potentially not F5 users, but they're on there to learn about technology and share information on there. There's lots of articles, technical articles, um, there's lots of question and answers uh, within the forums. And then we have also special groups inside of there as well uh, that cover off a few different things. And so we cover that connection into our own community. And then we also connect into the broader IT industry community as well. And so um, that is what this particular program serves. And we have a couple more Happy New Year's in here as well that I'm going to uh, highlight here. Uh, we got Belkis and we've got Keen as well. So glad to have you listening to us. And as the research team mentions as well, we'd love to know where everybody is viewing and listening from. Uh, we see a lot of folks out there. We do see in our stats that people are watching from worldwide over two thirds of the folks that 
uh, check out this program. We're actually from worldwide. So we've got uh, Prem is in India. Awesome. And we've got Adewale. Awesome. Happy New Year. And so without further ado, there's a couple other things that we do on this YouTube channel. So I'm going to bring on Aubrey here and we can talk about that. Aubrey, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Boo. How are you doing? I am doing uh, very well. Enjoyed my holidays. Our snow has almost uh, left at this point. There's a couple small patches here. Um, how's things looking out there? We have no snow here in uh, upstate New York. Wow. Wow. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm not sure about Buffalo, but I would imagine uh, it, it all melted. I mean, after that, that giant dump that happened, uh, you know, a week ago or whatever, they had 50, 50 degree weather. Uh, actually up into the low 60s and it just flooded so we had a oh, wow. big big swing in in temperature here oh wow okay cool if anybody else has been experiencing any snow let us know if you are in another hemisphere let us know how your weather is like right now and let us know if we should be jealous or not um so aubrey you've uh so you know for a while there we were all working on dev central connects um but it's you know it's it felt like the the community needed to be served a couple things with a little bit more focus and so you've kind of taken on one of those focuses and ran with it so maybe we can talk about what you've been working on for the past few months sure most definitely i, I mean i have definitely been been busy um you know we we wanted to make sure that we had our hands around the the podcast right that has been my focus uh and and if if anyone hasn't been up to snuff completely on my resume, right? I do have a uh, video production degree with a focus on audio specifically. So, so this really is kind of uh, well suited for what I'm trained for. In addition to having the the F5 skill set, which is nice. What that has translated to, though, was you know I wanted to make sure that the podcast thing was it's a little different than radio, which is what I was trained on way back in the day because I am in fact old. Um, so I wanted to get up to speed on that, and then. Uh, we launched a podcast called This Month in Security, which is a combination. It's 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 sort of a, a culmination of efforts from the security incident response team, uh, as well as F5 Labs. So we get together once a month and we really just kind of sit down and talk about everything that we can, you know, that we think has been formative over the last month or so and just kind of keep track of that. Now, in addition to that, of course, we've got Dev Central Connects, and that was high on my radar to to get a podcast for. We've had this this show around for a long time. This is episode what, hundred one hundred seven. Yeah, that's that's a lot of history. Uh, so for us to have an audio translation to it is uh, is really fantastic, and it's been well received already. So um, we're seeing people that are actually going. Uh, and and subscribing there if they can't make the live stream. And as we know, a lot of people have commutes again, which is is something that we've missed for the past couple of years. So uh, so that has been priority. And one more that's not out yet, um, but I may as well kind of put it out there. The, the, the third podcast, which we should be releasing, it's already recorded, is a <laughs> to-be-determined name uh, for a, a, a podcast that's focused on service provider. So our first segment was on... Um, was on service chaining in the 5G core and how that differs from 4G, uh, the evolution from 3G to 4G to 5G and on and on. Um, so if if 3GPP standards are your thing, um, that this forthcoming podcast is is right up your alley. Yeah, 
So that, I mean, that really kind of rounds it out as far as the the podcasts are concerned, Boo. That's uh, uh, quite a bit to, to take on, but it's, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Oh, that's awesome. So I think this is in response to, you know, some of the feedback that we've heard. People want to dive into some of the technologies a little bit further. So we'll still run this program, Dev Central Connects. We'll connect out there with the industry uh, broadly, but then we also have some focus areas, which we were doing for a short time within... Uh, the Dev Central lineup, uh, focusing in on certain technologies. Um, however, I think we kind of needed to massage that a little bit. So I think we're in a good place now. So for folks who want to dive into security a little bit further, you know, we have a programming around that into service provider a little bit further. Uh, and then I don't want to give it away completely, but Jason is going to join me next week and dive into some of the stuff that he's been working on, which is a lot more hands-on keyboard as far as um, F5 technologies and, and diving into that. Uh, that being said, we also have, as long as you're subscribed to the YouTube channel, also have other, not necessarily uh, live stream or podcast type content, but other hands-on content that is on the YouTube channel that dives into technologies, um, not necessarily interactive in that way, but you know, we'll, we'll check out what Jason's content is that's a little bit more interactive. And we have other ideas for ways that we can incorporate live stream with hands-on keyboard type stuff as well. It's the recorded stuff that's on the YouTube channel is really great for hands-on keyboard type demo stuff because it's compressed it's been edited already so people want to go and just grab the info get it and then you know replicate it in their environment which is which is great so um live stream kind of fits where maybe it's more collaborative type stuff that we can do on there that isn't like the the how-to that gets compressed into five minutes which you know i prefer to watch my how-to content in more of a compressed format get the info i need and, and get out of there but uh yeah i think we're going to be able to serve everybody in the ways that we're we're working on this so i'm looking uh forward to how we're doing it yeah i, I think so too and, and there are some really really cool things coming up uh i think in the future one of the things i think you're kind of hitting at I, I, i'm going to give it away a little bit you know we are looking at doing a lab live stream which would be nice um, not sure on the frequency and whatnot, but for me, this is kind of special. One of the things that I've got planned for this, because it really will be a collaborative effort, I think, between Boo and Jason and myself. Um, so we will kind of have, um, I guess, a, a playground to play with uh, and to be able to kind of collaborate on some projects. So what does that mean? Well, I know Boo has been uh, part of multiple communities through time prior to working for F5 or even working with F5 uh, and myself. I've been a member of the Linux community in many, many ways since, you know, 1998. So I'm anxious to kind of inject some of that back into what we bring to our community. I think we could probably all agree that Linux skills are paramount to the success with, with F5 today. Um, just if you look at TMOS, you are, are looking at a, a Linux-based operating system. You know, if you look at uh, what's going on in the distributed cloud, it's all Kubernetes and, uh, and Linux-based. and uh, and of course, Nginx, right? This is uh, is one of the biggest open source projects on the planet. So I think it behooves all of us in the F5 community to make sure that we are incorporating some more of that. So I think you'll find, uh, at least me, I've got a couple of guests that I'm, I'm, I've already talked to about coming onto the show to say, hey, you know, can you show me how to install this thing uh, that I have not installed yet so that we can have content go forward that is relevant for uh, F5 and maybe, you know, you're building your labs around Nginx or around Big IP um, that, that you might not get 
anywhere else. Or if you don't have time to sit at the Linux Foundation for three hours to take a course, we may be able to to give you a video that can help you with some of those those base skills. Yeah, that, that that's kind of one of my focuses coming up for the this this first quarter at least. Yeah, there's, so there's a couple of videos out there already that cover off some home lab stuff. Like I I created a video on my Intel NUC, putting that together. So if folks out there want to join us, potentially you don't have to have an Intel NUC, but installed VMware on that one. You know, maybe we can get some other videos on Proxmox and KVM and, and whatnot as well. Um, but I think the whole idea of building up some home lab stuff, a lot of Dev Central content is around lab type stuff, not necessarily production. We have a lot of documentation that can get you your solutions into production, but a lot of people want to you know build this stuff in their labs and and that's a great playground for us to be able to build in. Um, so we'd love to do, yeah, a lot more of that content and and serve the community in that way. So, yeah, I think we're all here to learn together. And I think we've got a lot of ways that we can approach that. Um, however you like to consume your content. I would love to throw a question out there to anybody who's listening or watching as well. Uh, if there is something content-wise, of course, that you're not seeing from Dev Central, please drop a, a note in the chat or reach out to us on community.f5.com. Uh, Boo and I are definitely uh, happy to work with any of our, our community members to to try and get relevant content out to you. Yep. Always we're always massaging the content lineup, it seems like. So um that's that's how it's been going so far. Um since you mentioned community.f5.com. So if you are listening right now, that's great. If you're watching right now, sometimes we pull up stuff on screen. And one of the things that I want to pull up on screen is community.f5.com. So if you head over there, um, you go under groups over the top navigation bar. There's something called groups under community groups. There's something called Dev Central Connect. So you head into there and you will actually find the show threads is what we're calling them. So every week when we run these shows, we start a show thread on that. We throw in all the articles that we want to talk about because as we're connecting out with community, we want to talk about the things that are happening within the broader IT industry. We have a number of things that we want to chat about. They're not all going to be um discussed on the show but we can always discuss them within the show thread and so there is a thread there for that kind of offline communication uh after after the show happens and um, we realize that people are watching this live from different time zones and you might not be able to watch it live from the time zone that you're in so this is a great way to connect with us myself aubrey jason peter silva we're all on the DCC forum watching this and participating in those conversations. We're, we're on other parts of community.f5.com as well, participating in those conversations, but um, we're definitely on this part. So head over to there. You have to request membership, not that you have to pay anything. You just have to click that you want to join the group and then you can be part of these conversations. And so one of the things that I did want to bring up, first of all, out of the recent news is Southwest Airlines. And if you're in North America, this is definitely this is definitely something that you're aware of. This has been uh, all over the news. If you're not in North America, you probably have heard about this just because it's been a major uh, focus on IT systems and what happens when you potentially lose data centers in a winter storm. I'm not sure if that was the exact uh, issue there, uh, but it sounded like there was, yeah, uh, due to a storm, uh, big IT storm, or sorry, a big winter storm that was happening uh, here in North America that uh, they lost some systems and 
Uh, if we check out this, out of 2,800 flights that were canceled on the Wednesday of uh, the week of Christmas, 2,500 of those canceled flights were Southwest. And so pretty crazy since this is, you know, one of the, I think it's the biggest travel time of the year, especially in North America and having all those systems go down um, and all those flights canceled. And uh, I know personally, you know, it wasn't Southwest, but I had family affected by canceled flights and it really throws off what your holidays are like when you're all trying to get together. So yeah, pretty crazy time. I don't know if you knew anybody who was affected, Aubrey. Uh, I did actually in a, in, in, a, in a different way. Most of my family um, is up here or doesn't really travel for, uh, for the holidays at that time of year. But, um, you know, I've, I've spoken a couple of times about kind of checking out fish uh, this past summer. And in that community, there were a number of people who make this kind of, it's like fish Mecca uh, on New Year's mm -hmm. Eve in New York City. And there were people who just could not get there at all. So what you saw is, I, I felt terrible about this. We've talked a lot about reseller bots with F5 Labs recently, um, driving ticket prices at, at uh, you know, for, for any major events way through the roof. So there were people who paid you know, $250, $280 per ticket for this event. Oh, no. And then suddenly due to the Southwest, you know, closures, they were trying to sell these tickets at like 15 bucks. a oh, pop. No. Yeah. So uh, it turned out to be, you know, a couple of nights, I guess, turned out to be pretty much local shows uh, oh, wow. because, uh, because of this. Yeah. Oh, wow. You know, this is, um, and we've seen, I, I, I've seen a couple additional articles to this saying, hey, we, they're going to work on modernizing the IT systems. But me and you both having come from sales, we've been through this before where you've worked with an IT department and I feel for them because they've probably been screaming from the rooftop for years now that they need to modernize, they need to get on top of redundancy, They've got old software that's not supported anymore. They've got old systems that haven't been evergreened, um, you know, potentially old hardware, potentially their redundancy plan, their DR plans haven't been tested for a while because they know that it's not going to recover. Once they test that DR scenario, it's not going to come back. And so, you know, what at this point, what, um, they, I think they've got the upper hand. The IT department probably has the upper hand as far as uh, getting some budget to revamp this thing. Um, you know, I can't, I can't, I can't see the company surviving without going through an uh, IT modernization now. No, I, I think you're you're probably right. And you know, IT modernization is such a different thing in the in the transportation issue these days too, because you're talking about you know on on plane type systems as well, and things that are very very distributed. Um, you know, so to, to try and squeeze a whole bunch of old hardware or old software and things like that into the new kind of modern IT paradigm is nearly impossible. It, it really, it, it's yeah. going to be hard. I, yeah. You know, I don't know if you've worked with any airline customers. I certainly, I've, I've worked with, okay, I've worked with some transportation type customers and at least the last ones I spoke to were doing some interesting things around, you know, having basically mini data centers inside of a bus. Um, so I've seen a video, a YouTube video on a 777, uh, I believe that had basically a data center inside of there, like a couple racks worth of gear inside of there. I'm sure, sure some of that serves the 
um, AV systems so that you can have all your movies and stuff on there. What, what kind of stuff have you seen on the airlines? So, uh, you know, some of the stuff that I saw, uh, well, on airlines, it's been more kind of the, the movie systems, like you say. Uh, some of the more interesting stuff that I worked with were, uh, you know, cruise ships or even shipping industry. Wow. I mean, when you think about um, trucks, right, that, that ship things all over the place or trains pulling into a station, um, you know, they don't always have network across, uh, across their journeys. So, um, you know, you're finding a lot of things like with these trucks that will do auto sensing. Where, where am I in the world? Oh, I have a network now. Uh, let me geolocate myself. Let me find out what facilities I have available to me locally in my infrastructure that I'd expect to have. Uh, and then from there, let me relay all data back out to all the computing systems that I need to. So um, this was actually a distributed cloud project I had, I had worked on um, uh, maybe four months ago. And that was going to tell things like how much they had spent on fuel, uh, how much the truck weighed at the beginning, at the end, tire pressure, and on and on and on and on. So much data that they can get out of this, um, you know, that they, that they then use to kind of plan for the future. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was recent, well, just to plug this, there was recently um, a, a video that I released with the office, F5's office of the CTO. They wrote a book, Enterprise Architecture for Digital Business. One of the recent chapters, uh, we, we do a little video to introduce each chapter. And the recent chapter that was introduced was around how data is the new oil. And so taking information like that, predictive data around what your physical, the physical things inside of your environment that actually run your business, a, a bus or a plane, taking that information and being able to translate that into value. And what is that value? Well, predicting when something's going to break down because it's going to be probably five, 10 times cheaper to fix it before it's broken rather than have it break in the middle of winter and having all of your flights getting canceled. And I don't know how much this is costing Southwest, but would have been a lot nicer if some of this stuff was kind of done ahead of time. So yeah, that kind of data would be very, very handy to have. Um, so another thing that we want to chat about today too, uh, you brought this one up with me, Aubrey, but uh, maybe you can walk us through this one. Samsung's Android app signing key has leaked is being used to sign malware. That's right. Uh, so this one actually is a little bit older. Uh, I'm not sure what the date is on the, the article there. I think it's probably a month old, but... Uh, I know that it hasn't received widespread kind of recognition at this point, uh, at least not so far as I'm concerned. We've been talking about it on this month in security uh, a bit because this is big. So uh, if you have Android, of course, definitely listen in here um, because we, if you, if you understand how app signing keys work and the stores for smartphones, essentially the idea here is uh, only an application signer with the appropriate key can upload a uh, new piece of software into either of these uh, either of these main stores. And the nice thing about that is then you know you've got you know relatively secure software for your system. Uh, and your system being a tablet or a smartphone is not going to be uh, able to be compromised nearly as easily as it would uh, if it were kind of a, a a point and click and you can get software from anywhere you want to download it. Well, uh, we have had a couple of instances where app signing keys were taken in the past, and this one is a doozy here. Uh, it was just exposed that uh, a few OEMs, so Samsung's not alone, right? Samsung, LG, 
and MediaTek are the three big names out there. And then another company called Sroco, which is a manufacturer for um, for tablets that, uh, at least in North America, come largely from Walmart. So they are very, very highly distributed at this point. Um, and what that means is the OEM's key was taken. And with the OEM key, not only can you inject malware into software, you can actually inject malware into the system functions of Android devices. So let's also keep in mind that Android devices are also sometimes things you don't think about, like um, you know a set-top box or a television or um, you know a refrigerator, things like that. The Internet of Things. There is quite a bit of Android out there. So the idea here is if a, uh, a bad actor can take this key and then compromise software, upload it into the store, you think you're getting from a trusted location, right? You're not responding to something like a smishing attack where, you know, you're, you, you got an SMS and you go download a, um, a piece of software from, a, you know, some web server. That's not what we're talking here. We're talking you go to the store legitimately install this software and some bad actor can screen record everything you've got, including your, your bank, social security number, whatever you, whatever you have. So um, this definitely is a, is a big one. And where the story gets really nuts to me is you've got, um, well, Google, I should say, right? Google actually exposed this. They were the ones who found this and said, look, we found malware in these OEMs repositories. And here's, here's the weird part. Six years ago was where it looks like Samsung was breached. So it has been open for six years. Um, to me, that's a huge, scary story. And that's my reason for bringing it here. So this is, um, you know, interesting. You're one of the first things that you said there is that the signing keys provide you relatively secure um, <laughs> platforms. That's right. Um, relative to is right. whether or not that key has been uh, leaked or not. <laughs> yeah this is and that's a great point too like their android runs on things that you don't like we have all you know iphones in my household here but that is also um the, there is also a number of android devices that run in the house that i don't really think about i know my tv when was the last time you updated your tv because i i recall now seeing an update a couple weeks ago <laughs> Yeah, I you know I I can't recall, and I have two Samsung TVs in my house and a <laughs> and an and an old Sony that are all online. So uh, yeah, I gotta look. Yeah, it's um, and you start to to wonder, oh, what is my TV gonna do that's bad inside of my your network? It could do a lot of really bad things. Um, it could just go grab information from other stuff in your network, like maybe you have a NAS. You know, I I see more and more people getting. NAS is now that I think NAS is five years ago was something that was more of like an IT hobbyist or, or an IT person would get because they were a little bit more familiar with what they could do with it. They needed centralized storage and they would store important data on there and back up important data. They don't back up useless data. They back up important data on your NAS. And now just this Christmas season, uh, winter season, um, had a question from my father-in-law who wants to look at external storage. He's not an IT guy, but kind of is leading towards getting a NAS in his environment where he would be putting 
important data on there. And if your TV goes and figures out, hey, I've got a NAS over here, how many people actually put security on their NAS devices because they figure it's inside of their home network and it's safe? What kind of important information is on there that you're saving and you're trying to back up and potentially backing up elsewhere uh, as well? That's uh, Your TV can go and get that kind of stuff now from you. That's right. And I mean, if, if you got somebody who's really, really clever, uh, I mean, ultimately, you know, we think of, well, we have encryption in our homes. Well, we do have encryption in our homes. But uh, if you've got somebody who's really great and en enables some sort of, you know, quantum computer to actually proxy in and sniff your local network, they can crack all those keys. in <laughs> No time flat. I mean, we're looking at, you know, 8,000 8, plus bit keys to to really defend against quantum attacks right yeah yeah you kind of wonder okay how many people in their home network have been rolling their keys from 2048 to 4096 like it's not really a standard thing that you tell your mother-in-law to be doing no but i guess the moral of my my news story here is upgrade your android devices all of them that's probably the the safest way to, to go about this now google's on top of it and they're they're really looking for it at this point yeah, I did get a I did get a notification, so I'm I'm thankful that they could at least uh, get that out there. Who knows what's been happening for the past six years, but at least as of recent, I'm updated. Okay, one more thing that I'll I'll bring up here. We do try to uh, we do try to cut these at thirty minutes, but I think this one's worth chatting about as well. LastPass. Um, so LastPass admits attackers have a copy of customers password vaults. And this one is another one that's come up in conversations with family who, you know, you finally get them to the point, you finally get your family to the point where, okay, they're going to use password management tools so that they don't have to remember all the different passwords out there. They don't have to um, reuse passwords out there. They don't have to put passwords inside of potentially a text file that they put on their NAS. Um, but they actually have uh, uh, proper password management. And LastPass has been going through some tough times uh, this past year, I guess, with uh, um, some hacks that they've had. And so now, you know, they're at their at this point where, yeah, they, the password vaults still have to get cracked. And potentially if you used a, a decent enough strong password, then, yeah, uh, you know, it might take a while to... Uh, crack that vault. But if you were not using a strong password for your password vault, um, then you might be you might be a little bit worried here. I think you guys have chatted about this too on uh, with the labs and cert folks. Oh yeah, yeah. This this was a, a huge compromise. Uh, it looked like this one came from uh, from essentially cloud storage too. It was something that they they got hit from the side. So it wasn't like the the attackers came in their front door at least. <laughs> But nonetheless, um, compromised user data is a heck of a lot different than, um, you know, compromised LastPass system data. Yeah. Yeah. So for folks who have been, you know, I'm sure everybody knows at this point, or hopefully folks know, but some advice that we've seen out there, um, you know, identify the places that have, you're going to have to do some classification yourself, kind of in your head, I guess, if you're just using this for personal use classification of what sites are out there that I need to really focus on and go through an exercise of changing some passwords. You might be looking for alternatives to LastPass. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to call anyone out here and, 
and use the DevCentral brand to associate ourselves with any one particular password management tool out there. But there's many out there that um, I'm sure you can find um, that are, are um, good alternatives that you can throw the new passwords on and then going into LastPass and, um, you know, copying out the other passwords that you might have stored in there for other sites as well. But uh, it's going to be a bit of work for folks to go through and start changing uh, all of those passwords. Agreed. Actually, it's funny, um, you know, this it, just an idea for anyone out there listening. Um, I just put a calendar note on my family calendar uh, for all of us, like all, all my whole immediate family to sit down one Saturday and just do this all together. So just hang out and do family cybersecurity day. That's what it's come to now. Yeah, that is. That is. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Okay, cool. Well, that is... That is it for today, I think. We are gonna wrap this one up. There's a number of other articles if you head over to community.f5.com that are in the show thread. We'd love to chat further about them. We'd love to hear if anybody has been affected by the Southwest flight cancellations, if that did affect it at all, your uh, holiday season or holidays with families or whatnot. We'd love to know if your TVs have been updated recently. We'd love to know. You don't have to tell us if you're a LastPass customer, actually. Don't don't tell us that, Don't don't reveal that. Uh, info, but do reveal what your password hygiene is like at home, potentially. How do you manage passwords yourself with your family? Do you have to share any passwords, some strategies around that? If you have any strategies around how folks would be migrating off of LastPass, uh, you know, feel free to share that in the show thread as well. So um, that's about it for today. Thank you very much, Aubrey, for joining me today. Where can they find uh, yourself and the other content that you've been putting out. So I can be found, of course, on community.f5.com. Always uh, Twitter at uh, Aubrey King F5 and uh, also and on SoundCloud, um, soundcloud.com slash F5 security um, and Dev Central Connect. Awesome. Sounds good. All right. Thanks, everybody, for joining us today. And we will see you all next week. Thanks, all. Bye for now. Bye.